You're listening to episode 292 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to our blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without actually having to give us money. Also, you can get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360 Vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. Who's the casino? Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? I want to gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Today, as we record, Friday is the 22nd anniversary of the release of the movie Vegas Vacation. Really? Yep, 1997 it came out. Huh. That seems like a long time ago. (laughs) I know, 1997, right? Um... I've been thinking about getting a 360 Vegas hockey jersey. Like, one that's got the big chip right on the front. Like, I don't know what I would put on the shoulders. I'd have to figure that out. But I've been hardcore thinking about getting one. But the thing that I've run into so far is they require, like, a minimum order. And I'm like, I'm not getting six of this jersey. (laughs) So, like... I don't know. You might want to take a poll. I'm sure you could come up with five other people that would want to... And that's what I was thinking. Like, if there's enough people interested in it, you know, like... uh, uh, you know, send me a tweet or something, you know, at 360Vegas and tell me if you're interested. I don't know how much it would cost. I mean, it might be like 120 bucks, uh, you know, a piece. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. But if you're interested, let me know and I'll mock and up something. And an idea on a, on a size. Yeah. 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 That's a good, that's a good one, too. And I'll, <laughs> and I'll mock something up and we can kind of crowdsource it with the people who are interested I mean, ultimately, I, I'm making you'll, it. So you'll if, get what you so want. So if, yeah. if you're like, oh, I like it when it's got like, these things on the sleeves. Like, we're not getting that on my jersey. <laughs> <laughs> they, they can give input. It doesn't mean it's going to make the right. final cut. And <laughs> I'm sure the people that listen to this show know by now that Mark does what Mark wants to do. So, yeah. Yeah. Let me know if you're interested. <laughs> so before we get started, we have to address that Tony is a fucking cunt. No, and stop. He is. He is. He's a cunt. No, so, he isn't. Uh, he is. At least he it's <laughs> got it's got little to do with what I'm about to say. I'm, it's just I'm stating as matter of fact. <laughs> I'm a giant cunt. I, I'm just saying. Well, you're an asshole. Yeah. Well, I, I prefer the uh, I prefer the English uh, vernaculars, English and and you mean the Australian and yeah, British. Okay. Everybody over. Everybody over. Everyone else over that there. speaks English, but us. Well, like yeah, yes, yeah, basically, yeah. Well, Canadians, yeah, Canadians don't say things like that. They're too nice, <laughs> right? Tony is has absolute shit timing or scheduling or whatever because for the next <laughs> what does he say? Seven out of seven eight out weeks? of eight weeks. Yeah, he's, he's got doing something, going something on. on Friday, which is when we record. And I'm like, well, that just seems like piss poor planning on your fucking part, there, buddy. <laughs> what a dick. He's got some really cool stuff that he's doing. Cooler and, than this, Karen. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. 
No, that's one of them is definitely cooler because one of them is the the incorrect. trip to New Orleans for the Bourbon Fest. That's so highly in wow. which you'll be all on your own that weekend because I'm going to <laughs> <laughs> not to Bourbon Fest. I'm more going for New Orleans, but yeah. But though no, he's got a couple of things that he's he's into and doing, and they just happen to fall on Fridays. So. Um, just happened. To he's going to be far and few between, and poor Mark couldn't find anybody else to sub in as co-host, so now he's just stuck with me. Brian has expressed interest, but in classic Brian fashion, <laughs> he's like, oh, "I'll do it." And then, yeah, I, asked, right, hey, you I do asked it? him about yeah. it, and he's and then he he's he's dropped off the face of the planet. I'm like, <laughs> dude, I'm not chasing you to do this. Like, if you want to do it, that's awesome, man. We'll totally bring you on. You know, but I'm not going to be like, hey, dude, so it's Friday and we're going to record. Are you going to record with it? Like, I'm not I'm not doing that. I don't I don't I don't, I don't need to do that. <laughs> it's, that's not it's not my life anymore. That was never my life. Mm. I don't know where I'm rambling. <laughs> I don't know. I wanted to. Hey, you know what it is? It's being friends with Brian. That's being friends with Brian. Like, Brian, it, it's like, Brian, do you want to do this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then if you don't get on him trying to get it, something else will happen. Down, yeah. Like, he is the worst version of Squirrel. <laughs> like, like literally, you can finish that conversation. Thirty seconds later, well, something's no. got his attention that he's completely forgot. I about. think it's, I think it's also that he has an interest in doing it. But when you look at everything else he has going on, he's like, well, I can't do it then because I got this. I well, can't do it then because I'm he's broadcasting those guys my game. I can't do it this because he's actually worse said. than you. Where I'll, I'll rip on him all the time. I'm like, if only we had a device to remind us to do things and ask people things, which I use all the time. Like, well, that's what I mean. Like I give you a hard time because you don't do all the all the techie things that it can do. Brian won't even do the simple things. Like Brian. It's literally built into your fucking phone. Task list, reminder list, like all these fucking things can help you. Oh my god, it's a lifesaver. I'm not gonna do that. Like you can literally tell it to do it. You won't even have to do it. Yeah, I know. That's Bry. Bry. (laughs) Well, let's go ahead and start the show. He's Mark. I'm Karen. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. To draw traffic to his casinos during traditionally slow times, Jackie Gone, best known as owner of the El Cortez would give out up to 70,000 boxes of candy on any given holiday. Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Easter. Additionally, he would usually buy the candy from a charity fundraiser, establishing goodwill in the community, and creating customer loyalty to his casino. I got that from the book, The Players, The Men Who Built Las Vegas. Things make sense. It's a really good book. That book has a lot of people you haven't heard of. Well, there's a lot of people associated with Vegas that I haven't heard. Not of. you, you the oh, listener. Okay. All right, and that's what I really enjoyed about. It. Like, it's got Mel Exper in there, uh, Jackie Gone, J.K. Housels, uh, just tons of people. That I mean, of course, Ooh. it's got Hughes, it's got Steve Wynn, Kirk Corian a bit, but uh, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. The, 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 they even had people in there that I didn't know. I'm like, who the fuck is this? And I would start reading, and go, oh, he ended up becoming a congressman. I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> <laughs> He only dealt with Vegas for a little bit. Right. All right, well, let's move on to the Twit Pick of the Week. Magical. I can think of no better way to describe it. I don't bemoan the evolution of Las Vegas. It's that creative evolution that drew me to the city in the first place. It's the lack of creativity currently being showcased that disappoints me. I'm the last person to criticize the excitement of using new technology. That being said, knowing what all of these LED signs can do... I look forward to the time when they stop being used as giant TVs playing an endless loop of commercials and start getting creative like the neon signage of old. Showcased this week by Atsumacorp, a la Stardust, circa 1959. However, I fear this may be similar 
to the endless conversations I have with my beloved wife. Attempting to show her all the bells and whistles, shortcuts, and efficiency enablers available on her Apple devices, only to be disregarded and scolded for not allowing her to utilize them in the way that works for her. Shaking my head in defeat, I'll never understand the resistance to better. You really expect me to comment? <laughs> you know what's funny? I write these things and I don't realize, like, oh, it's just you and me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm sensing a theme here by your snarky comments about Brian that he's very similar to me. That was and all. Now this. You're not going to believe me, but that was all just coincidental. I, yeah, I don't believe you. <laughs> and the funny thing was, is I kind of agree with your point about, all right, you put these LED signs up there. They can do all kinds of shit. Just stop running ads. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you right now that I agree you with you because weird. you're an asshole. You know, <laughs> you know, it's weird. I know they've been doing it for a long time, but I think maybe because there's so many of them out there, it's more obvious. What drives me crazy is when I'll watch an LED and they start showing something that isn't at that property. And you're like, <laughs> oh, is that the, oh, that's a fucking MGM. Why are you showing it over here? I got to go all the way fucking down there. And I know they've been cross-promoting forever. But it, I, it, maybe it's just more obvious because you're seeing these vivid commercials as opposed to like a poster or yeah. something like that. All right. As always, we will link to the photo on our blog, feature it on all our social media outlets such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, as well as the enhanced version of the show, which Patreon subscribers should be seeing right now. Let's move into the news. My Tony impression. <laughs> First up, it is now time for everybody to RSVP to 360 Vegas Vacation 8. She said it. To secure your place, just go to the blog, 360VegasPodcast.com. Click on the 360 Vegas Vacation tab at the top. There you'll find the events that we have planned, the times and places, as well as a link to our Eventbrite page. The Eventbrite page is where you can RSVP to tell us if you're coming, secure your spot on the limo to the Fremont Street Experience, as well as the 360 Whiskey Lounge event. It costs nothing to tell us that you're coming. It's $12 for a seat on the limo and $75 a person to attend the Whiskey Lounge. 360 Vegas Vacation 8 is Sunday, May 26th through Tuesday, May 28th. It's funny, I get more excited now when listeners get excited, like, oh, you're supposed to be Vegas Vacation. I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed in the, the Twitter chat that um, there's a listener that I don't want to call out who's in there. He's like, oh, man, I haven't even started looking for flights. And the other people in the chat are just like, oh, fuck you. You're dead to us now. What do you mean you haven't started looking? <laughs> to, it's really kind of funny because people are posting like, I got my flight. I got my hotel booked. I got all this already set up. And yeah, one guy's like, oh, I guess I need to start looking. <laughs> oh, fuck you. You're dead to us. Like, okay. <laughs> there you go. We have some passionate people. <laughs> Well, and they're also, they all know each other. Well, and, that's, you know, they're that's assholes the fun to each other. I keep so. saying it all the time. It's such a great friend filter because it only takes a few seconds to go, the person you hear on here is exactly the person you meet and will immediately rip on you if you do something and expects you to do it back if I fuck up and do something. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's so, uh, it's so much fun. This is why we're so social now. <laughs> like, we you guys come out all the time. Oh, we're not bothering him. Like, you're fun and cool and we're in Vegas. Yeah. It's not really a problem. I, I, I said it before is that if somebody listens to the show, and number one, they continue to listen. <laughs> right. Uh, but then number two, 
you know, reach out, you kind of like, they know what they're getting themselves yeah. into. So if they haven't, you know, just deleted us from their download list or whatever, and they still want to want to talk or hang out or something, it's like, okay, well, they must be cool because they'll at least put up with yeah. our shit. So. I thought about it. I thought about that at the end when I was I used to read iTunes uh, reviews. Now I don't. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about me. Uh, it, not like I ever did, but I, I quit reading what right. other people thought about me. And one of the things I started thinking towards the end is I'm like, we we wouldn't have been friends. Oh, like, yeah. like like no. you see like oh let's go to this like yeah we wouldn't have been friends. I'd have been like what a fucking dick. <laughs> All right, next up, more monorail delays. The Sun is reporting that the Las Vegas monorail extension down to Mandalay Bay continues to have delays and will likely not be ready before the Las Vegas Raiders Stadium opens in 2020. The project is expected to take 18 months to complete once it begins, which would be you have to start immediately because it's 18 months until the stadium would open. Mm. The delay revolves around the closing of an estimated $100 million in financing required to add the additional mile of track. The monorail extension was sold as a tool to help alleviate excessive traffic congestion in the parking garages of the properties closest to the stadium on game day. Back in July, the Clark County Commission approved the allocation of $4.5 million annually for the next 30 years, the stipulation being they have to ask for it each year. Current CEO of the Las Vegas Monorail says he is unable to speculate when financing will be secured. How fucking poor is your financial situation that you have the fucking government say, "Hey, by the way, we'll give you more than what you owe, 135 million, and we'll give you that each year." So you like they'll have 4.5 million that they can give the bank every year, and the bank's like, "No," because the 4.5 million a year is just to cover their operating losses. That's not the construction aspect of it. So the, the $100 million that it's going to cost to build the track is just the construction cost. That's not the cost to run it. I mean, that's why, like... It's a monorail. Once you got it hooked up, it just runs. Yeah, I'm sure. No, it's not that simple. And it's magnets, Karen. It's magnets. <laughs> I'm sure that's all it is. It's magnets, Karen. But, yeah, no, so that $4.5 is an operating budget, which is why I think it's funny that... The cities agreed to give them the four and a half million, but they have to come in and ask for it every year. So it's literally like, oh, oh, you you can't seem to run your shit profitably. Fine, we'll we'll cover it for you. But you know what? You got to bring your ass in here and beg us every year. I know every year. Every year. Every year you have to come in here and admit what you did wrong yeah. and how you're going to improve. We still it. we still suck. We still can't afford to do this. <laughs> so I need your money. It, it's just it's it's the way. It was just too late. It was too late to create that. You put them at the back of all the properties, so it's a fucking maze to get to. There's really nothing interesting to look at. And I'm a guy that I'm like, please show me all the interesting things about this. And you're like... But you wouldn't have wanted the monorail going right down the strip. No, I It would have blocked the views from... Like, so think about it. From the other side of the street, like, if you're at But, I mean, maybe Paris. if it would have been much easier to get to, then it would have oh, been yeah. a different story. But, these, like, I still... I get lost every single time I look for it in MGM. Every single time oh, I don't yeah. find it. Yeah. It, it's it's a nightmare to get. Well, it, part of that's MGM, too. But, True. Um, yeah. it's it, it, really did, They didn't have a lot of options on where they could put it. Yeah. So they put it where they could. It doesn't have nearly the ridership that they thought it would. Well, and now, well yeah, because Uber is way easier to fucking do than that. And then before, then people were like, eh, I'll just get a cab. Right. 
instead of hiking all the way back to someplace you couldn't find. Exactly, and then, right, yeah. People bitch about go, getting off the elevators and going to their room, like, fucking try to find the monorail. Good luck. Yeah. It's at least a mile walk, at least a mile walk to get to it. And I don't know how, so an additional mile of, of uh, track was supposed to get take it all the way down to where? Mandalay Bay. I don't I don't fully understand how it was going to work either. So how is that going to help to to prevent Because they're saying people could park all the way down at SLS, they could park at all these other properties, take the monorail down and then go to the stadium. But they still got to walk all the way across the street. Yeah. They they they're going to have to improve that pedestrian walkway to, to go over I15 to get to that stadium. They they've got an under underwalk they're building so you get to the other side. Okay. Well, yeah. that'll be a plus, but it's still going to be... It'll be similar to... Remember the Browns was like that. There was an underwalk. I don't if you parked on the other side by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, there's an underwalk. Oh, I never I never parked over there. But then again, it's like they have a much better parking situation. Yeah. So it was... Well, they actually have parking lots. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, <laughs> that are within walking distance, not, you know, five miles away. Right, exactly. Yes. I'm in the vicinity of the stadium while I'm parking. <laughs> I'm right. not like... Yeah, a across across an interstate. And a, <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That's yeah. right. <laughs> across an interstate. I know. Well, that's going to do it for news. Let's move into prop bets. For those of you that are unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, in no fucking shit news, the RJ is reporting that Park MGM room rates are tracking at 45% higher than they were last year, and Mandalay Bay is up 27%. That's a less than impressive feat when you consider last year Park MGM was giving rooms out to anyone who would take them while renovations to the property were ongoing, and Mandalay Bay was still struggling to overcome the Vegas Strong movement bullshit. Yeah. Puerto Vegas is reporting that Dig This, the construction equipment attraction in Vegas, has relocated from their location on Rancho Drive, which is just west of the Resorts World site, to Robin Avenue, which is 15 minutes south of Mandalay Bay. It's unclear why they made the move, but their new location appears to have a lot more land to play on, so maybe that's got something to do with it. Maybe they they dug too deep, and now they needed new land to dig into. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, what are we going to do with all this shit? We just got a gigantic hole. We keep trying to tell them, no, dig over here to fill in the old one, and they just can't, <laughs> they just like, can't get to work. Don't a machine that could even this out? We can't afford that one. <laughs> This week, it was not only confirmed that Stratosphere will be adding a see-through Skywalk attraction to the stupidly named Skypod, Vital Vegas shared blueprints of those plans. When construction of the Skywalk will begin or when it's estimated to be complete, we're not shared. And if you're too lazy to Google, you can find a link to those on our blog. <laughs> Gambling Magoo helped us to remember that the rooms Binion's intends to renovate are not in the former Mint Hotel, where the Binion Steakhouse is located at the top of, these rooms are the ones that actually existed in the Apache Hotel on the corner of Fremont Street and Casino Center Boulevard, currently unviewable from the street level because they're covered up with the property's neon exterior signage. These rooms are accessible by stairs located near the gift shop. There has to be an elevator. Nope. Seems like that's an ADA issue. Two floors. Oh, wow. I didn't think about that. I'll bet you there is. I'll bet there you there is. There has to be. I'll bet you there has to be then. I didn't think about that. Because yep. you couldn't. I mean, you've, you've got to have. Either that or they're flying under the radar. I'm like, shut the fuck up, Karen. <laughs> I'm sure they've got that Start covered, to get a tweet but... from Binion's. Thanks a lot, dicks. <laughs> 
hey, I gave you the, the zip line betting idea. I know, already, right? So. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're even. <laughs> Despite confirming it would be available through the end of February, the RJ is reporting that a spokeswoman for Parked MGM says the locals discounted Italy is again no longer being offered. It's unclear if Italy is intentionally trying to operate their establishment as a shit show or if they just can't help themselves. They actually now I now I'm actually annoyed with them and I'm like fuck you I'm not going to your place like I didn't care before like whatever it's the thing but the fact like this is the third fucking time this has happened I'm like in in a month in in a month's time oh in less than a month's time yeah. in like three weeks so now I'm like you know what fuck you I don't want anything to do with your fucking piece of shit place I just don't like the homemade pasta just just keep that on the down just okay. don't let me don't. I won't tell you what I got I'll yell at you when you do it. Like, I say, honey, I made it myself. Like, Karen. I'm like, I know. Okay, I wasn't there. <laughs> it's fine. Def Leppard was announced as the next resident performers at Planet Hollywood's Zappos Theater. It was not revealed how long the residency is planned for, but the first 12 performances starting August 4th and running through September 7th will be on sale this Friday. I, I, I want to go see them, but I'm a little scared. Because they're getting old. We've seen him before. He's, I know. His voice is surprisingly it, still strong. Well, we got to remember, though, the last time we saw them, we were still living in Columbus. So that was back... We left Columbus in 2004. So you're probably looking at a good 15 years since we've seen them. His voice was good then. 15 years later? I well, don't they know. keep touring, man. I mean, all he's got to do... And they're not drug addicts, so you're like, he might actually yeah. still be able to... Because that's usually how people fuck their voices up, is they're too into drugs or alcohol. And these guys, like Korn and like a lot of the... Aerosmith, a lot of the bands that have been around for so long, they went through that period, they kicked it, and then if they just take care of themselves, they're good. Well, I hope so. Like like Ozzy I, Osbourne's still got a voice. How the fuck is that possible? Yeah, he doesn't. He I can't mean, he can't move. It is really sad. It, he looks like an old man who is waddling into a chiropractor, and you're like, "Why are you on stage? What are you doing?" Like, it's not much longer before they wheel him out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it, it is really. It's it was sad. It's the one time that we saw him, it was at an Ozfest. Really disturbing. It, it was like I felt like I shouldn't be watching. Like I, I feel but, like I'm watching. A, a freak show or something that I really should be ashamed of. Right, you're absolutely right. That's really like we shouldn't be. What we should be ashamed of ourselves. Look at that poor man That's up there. Like, oh, the poor guy. <laughs> That's I'm exactly. Trying, what I know you're like. trying so hard. I'm sorry. Waldorf Astoria on the Strip now has a Moan. I can't ever say this right. Moe. Moe and Shandon vending machine, i.e., fancy champagne, in the 23rd floor Sky Lobby. To use it, you have to go to the Sky Lobby front desk and purchase a $25 token, completely circumventing the entire concept of a vending machine being a convenient self-service tool. See, that to me, it, like at first I was like, that's pretty cool. And then you realize, like, so this is just a fucking gimmick. This is... Like- well, and I remember seeing it, because um, Alistair and I had a, a drink up there and kind of looking out, and I remember seeing the vending machine in the lobby. I mean, this was... Maybe it's been there for a while, and yeah. it's just one of those regurgitated uh, news things. Like, hey, guess what's going on? Like, like it used to be Mandarin Oriental. Like, guess what? Waldorf Astoria has it. Like, it's the same one, isn't it? Well, and why make them go to a front desk to buy a twenty-five dollar token? Completely pointless. Yeah. When you could just Dumped. swipe a credit card. 
If it, what can the does the machine take it? I don't. Why wouldn't it? You would think. If it's set up In to take a twenty-five, right? right? If it's set up to take a twenty-five dollar token, it's like what old ass fucking vending machine did you get here that I can't use Apple Pay or a credit card or something? Right. That's what I mean. Yeah, that is the good. whole the whole process of having to go to the front desk to buy a token just seems yeah stupid. I'm with you. Before it even began, it was announced that Aerosmith has added 17 more dates to their Las Vegas residency at the Park Theater at Park MGM. Those dates include performances starting September 21st through December 4th. I, I feel like we should see them, but yet my desire to is is not yeah. really up there. Kind of like Gwen Stefani. I'm like, I feel like we should really go see her. But it's like, yeah, but then I have to go. <laughs> and you got to stay up past your bedtime. Make an effort. It's a whole thing, and <laughs> like I mean, to your point, like I have to dedicate a minimum of an hour and a half, and you're like, okay. And it is, it is largely the bed thing. <laughs> you're like, all right, I got to take a nap. I got to get ready. Now I got to wake up. Got to get away, ready to go. Here we go. Let's go. <laughs> and it's it's maintaining that adrenaline, and like, uh, can't let it fall. Can't let it fall. <laughs> Yeah, that or maybe I'll have to do the uh, the napping in the uh, the auditorium. In the auditorium, if there's an opening act. <laughs> right. So that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to coming attractions. Attractions is the portion of the show where we share with you accent artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. First up, Cradle of Filth is performing at the House of Blues at Mandalay Bay Thursday, March 7th. Shows start at 6 p.m. and tickets start at $32. En Vogue is performing at the Orleans Thursday, March 23rd. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $50. Where do you find some of these bands? I don't what know. What are you talking about? Who the Marshall Tucker Tucker band? I actually make it a rule. I do not report them on this show if I don't know at least one of their songs. Okay. Well, I I apologize to the Marshall Tucker band, but I don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> um, but they will be performing at the Golden Nugget on Friday, March first. Show starts at eight p.m. Tickets start at thirty-five dollars. And I don't need anybody messaging me on Twitter telling me all the great songs that the Marshall Tucker band has had. I, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> it's it's and another, I apologize. It's so. another one of those stupid rules that that I have in my head. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna report on somebody I don't actually know anything from. Okay. Metric is performing at the Chelsea at Cosmopolitan Sunday, March 10th. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $36. You know what metric song I know? No. It's the song of the. So remember the girlfriend in in. Scott Pilgrim Saves the World. Yeah. Where they come on and... I can't remember his name, but the guy that played Superman and Superman Returns. Oh, yeah. Uh, where he's the bassist and yeah. he's one of the boyfriends she has to fight. That band that's performing and that girl, she's, she, they're lip-syncing the song that Metric sings. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was going to ask you after you read Metric. I was like, so do you have to, like, Google to see if you know any of these songs or you just look at the band and go, oh, I know who that is? Uh, in in ninety nine percent of the time, I know right off the bat. Sometimes I'm like, like Marshall Tucker's a great example. Like I looked at it and I'm like, I know I know that band. And the second I pull it up and I'm like, oh, that's right. Okay, just curious. Ken Jong is performing at Treasure Island March eighth on Friday, March eighth. Show starts at nine p.m. Tickets start at forty five dollars. 
And Justin Timberlake is performing at T-Mobile Arena Friday, March 8th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $60. He's another guy that we saw live on television. Like it was a Netflix special or something like that. Or like Apple. What was that? Remember Apple used to have a festival for like two years or something? Yeah. That we saw him. We're like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to see you live. That's fine. <laughs> like Paramore was one that was like Paramore was like, oh, I want to go see Paramore, and we saw him live. We're like, I don't want to see Paramore. Live. Yeah, I don't That's need terrible. to go. I don't need to pay. And Thirty Seconds to Mars, we've been disappointed dozens of times watching them. Perform. Which is unfortunate because I, I think they got some incredible songs. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I don't. He gets overly theatrical and in, you're like, oh, just sing the fucking song. <laughs> He has a little bit of an ego on him. I don't know if you. You know, it's that. funny. I, I, like, I, I would have said, no, man. Look, he's just a good-looking guy. That he's an actor. He's talented. Whatever. But yeah, you're right. On the stage, it goes from like I get, I get a front man has to have a, a, a larger-than-life persona. They have to kind of carry that. You know, hold everybody's attention. He goes megalomaniac. Yeah. You know, and he used to be a good-looking guy. Well, he's when, doing when the he was, crazy beer thing now. Like, what are you doing? When he was on My So Called Life, he was, he was, you know, a hottie. It's, it's, it's now the beard. He's, like, he's grown the beard out, and you're like, what are you, what are you doing? He, he looks like he smells. <laughs> I forget who you, you, you were, we were talking about it this week, not on this show, obviously, but otherwise, the, uh, the like, guy, so-and-so just looks like he smells. And the like, guy from uh, uh, Making a Murderer. Before he went to prison, the first time and got fucked over, he looked like when they talked oh, about Stephen him, Avery. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, yeah. talked about him being, oh, he's a troublemaker and he did all this stuff. And, and you he had look the crazy at hair. And yeah, the you beard. look at him and you're like, you look like you smell. Like you just like <laughs> constantly smell. You always smell. Yeah, and then ironically, outside of you know, after he gets out of prison the first time, although after he got out of prison the first time, you're like, mm, you might still smell. You might still not smell. once he shaved the beard off. I know. Right? What is it about a beard? You're like. No, you might smell. You have a bit. Well, you're not taking care of yourself. It's, and there, there's nothing wrong with beards, but when they just let them grow like crazy and, and maybe, don't groom them. Right. Maybe that's what it is. I can grow a beard. We get it. Can you trim it? Is that is that something you can do? Well, it's like my, and I, I say this, my older brother used to have this thing where he oh, it was gross. wouldn't shave um, starting we'll Labor take Day. Take care of it. Just do it. You just grow it, and it just fucking goes. Well, yeah. Crazy. He, he so he he'd stop growing his beard Labor Day, and he would shave it Memorial Day. And I'm not kidding you. By the time it was done and over, he looked like Grizzly Adams. Yeah. And but not like and uh, like it would just grow whatever direction, and he didn't yeah, care. He didn't so care. It, it'd be down, you know, rush, halfway down. It, didn't do no, it doesn't do anything it. with like, it. Oh, what the fuck? I mean, obviously he takes a shower. So Why do you it, it want washes, to look but, homeless? I don't understand what you're looking, what you're going for here. Well, and then, then he got a girlfriend who took care of that little problem for us. So. <laughs> right. Don't forget, you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists we report on on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. Well, let's check the river. Alright, so this week we have some more 360 FHE, or first-hand experience. It's our opportunity to go out and explore the ever-changing landscape of Las Vegas and share the experiences with you. This week, Mark and I went out and explored... Or Mark, I didn't go. We went out and explored restaurants. Uh, we did and, go out uh, and explore restaurants. So, okay. so I went out and tried Bouchon at Venetian. Alistair came in town and it's 
It's one of his favorite places that he must visit every time he goes. And I was just in that mood. I had been up early editing in the morning. He was driving in from L.A. I'm like, yeah, I'll be in at this time. I'm going to stop at Bouchon. I'm like, I'll go to Bouchon. <laughs> and he was shocked. I know, right? <laughs> he but, was like, Wait, but what? You, but you called it a mile away. But like, oh, he already analyzed that. Oh, he that already looked at the menu, menu and said, all right, he I know what said, I'm going to get. Oh, I'll get that yeah. <laughs> before he agreed to it. This this wasn't a blind thing like, ah, we'll see what they have. Like, yeah. no, no, no. He knew what they had. <laughs> and I would have gone, except I was a little sick last oh, yeah, weekend and, care. you know, had yeah. a fever. Yeah, literally that day. You're like, oh, I want to go, but kind of fever can't go yeah well because i was supposed to work that day too and i'm like oh yay i get out of work and then oh damn it but i can't go eat <laughs> i know right <laughs> yeah. it was 22 right no. <laughs> so first thing i gotta tell you is there's a trick to getting to bouchon if you park in the venetian parking garage take the elevators down to the casino level but then before you go anywhere in that exact same bank of elevators you'll find two that say that they take you to the Venezia, I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong, the, the Venezia Tower slash Bouchon. If you don't take these elevators, the only other way to get to Bouchon is walking all the way through the casino to get to it. I don't really get how that works, but that's apparently the only other way. It, it's kind of At least all the thing. signage leads you that way is the point. It doesn't lead you to these elevators. Yeah. So whatever. Alistair swears by the American breakfast, listed as Petit Dujanere American. I pronounced that wrong. <laughs> I don't care. However, I had already eaten breakfast a few hours earlier, so I had I just ordered the beignets du jour, which Ooh. is like four fancy donuts and a side of bacon. I, well, I ordered a side of bacon, too. Both were really, really good. I, I mean, like the bacon was... yeah. Like, like I keep talking about, like I prefer like crispy bacon, but if you cook bacon just right it'll look like there's fat on it but it doesn't taste like fat it's chewy and delicious and mm -hmm. you're like that's what they did they hit the sweet spot and you're like wow damn this is really good, this, <laughs> this is good and the donuts were really good or the beignets were really good and I they were, had you brought me brought me some of those home i, I should have i, I had time. one that, that i didn't eat i was like man i didn't even think about it I'm still learning. Mark. I don't do these things. I, and I was sick on top of it. You couldn't have thought, oh, Karen would really appreciate if I brought her a beignet. Yeah, but then Alistair and I wandered all over the place and I would have had to carry it. It would have been a thing. Really? Because I would have done it for you. <laughs> it's a fucking donut. It's not that heavy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, you carry this goddamn donut with me everywhere. <laughs> I'm a dick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have to say, I don't know if they offer it to everybody, but... The donut was made even better when he gave me some in-house jam that was fucking epic. And it was funny because he said, this is really amazing. You're going to love it. But you don't, you, know, you don't put it on every time. Don't put it on every time. And he was so right. Like, it reminded <laughs> me of the crispy chicken skin that we had. Uh, and when you put the honey on it, it tasted radically different. Right. But this was way more flavorable. Like, you had a super flavorable, like, cinnamon and sugar-coated donut, you know, uh, beignet. And then it would, it, and it tasted one way, and then you put the jam on it, and it radically tastes another way. And then you go back to it, and it tastes exactly like it used to, like, it doesn't ruin it. It doesn't take anything away well, from it. what kind of jam was it? I don't know. It was like a strawberry tart jam. I don't know. It was amazing. It was in a little, I don't know. It was awesome. It was awesome. Overall, 
not only would I highly recommend Bouchon, I plan to return and, and try more of the things on their menu. Alistair pointed a few things out. He even said that they have amazing biscuits and gravy, but they're not on the menu. It's one of those things you got to see when they have it, and then right. you can order it. Right. So I'm totally interested. He did warn me that while we were there, it was, it was basically empty, but that's because we aren't in peak season. Mm-hmm. He said when it is, there is a fucking line to get into this place and usually you'll have people all at the bar like you have people that want to eat at the bar like we would or like Alistair would and then you have people that you have to fight against that are just sitting at the fucking bar waiting for for a table crazy yeah Yeah, I'm sorry I missed it but we'll have a chance I'll definitely go do it again (laughs) definitely and then the second thing that we did was well we we tried to go eat at Scotch 80 at Palms yeah they were filming something. Yeah, so we I'm hoping figured it's a commercial and not like an episode of Vanderpump Rules or some fucking <laughs> stupid shit like that. <laughs> I'm surprised you even know what Vanderpump Rules is. You know, it's funny. It's the first thing that popped into my head because earlier in the day there was a radio. Uh, like, I don't listen to the radio, but you do, and it's left on in my car. So then I'll I'll, I'll get not in the anymore. car and it's well, yeah, but <laughs> I'll get in the car and I'll and I'll hear it. And there was a commercial that talked about it, and they were talking about. Oh, are you gonna do something or one another? Like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, just die. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, we figured it was because we were gonna go as soon as they opened at five, and so we thought for sure, you know, three of us we could very easily just hop a table. Yeah, hop so and because it, it was a, a grab a bar, it was a Wednesday. Somewhere. Yeah. So we're like, okay, this will be easy. And so we walked up and said, hey, we want to do three of us for dinner. And they're, and they're like, oh, I can totally do that, but not until 7 because they're filming something and they're not even close to being done. And at that point, we're like, okay, we can't wait for two hours to go eat. Right. So instead, um, we went over to Mabel's Barbecue, which is Michael Simon's Barbecue Joint, yep. and actually ended up going to eat it. They called it the speakeasy. Um, I, think, I think anybody who has a secret... Place Restaurant they just inside, call it they're just calling it a speakeasy. But we, we ate at Sarah's, which is inside uh, Mabel's, and it's a There's classic this. French, I forget what they, like bistro is what they call yeah, it, yeah. but it it's tiny, number one. Yep. And number two, they said, so we, we got there a little after five, and they're like, well, we can't seat you until like 5.30. And we're like, okay, well, whatever. Yeah, it was like quarter after five, I think, when yeah. we checked in. So we had to wait for 15 minutes. We went to set up the bar. And when we went to sit in, there was literally one other couple. There was more people working than there were people yeah. dining. I'm like, why couldn't you like, have sat us 15 yeah, minutes ago? Exactly. Like, it, what the heck? But, um, yeah, so we had, Alistair and I got the beef carpaccio as an appetizer, which was phenomenal. It was so good. I still can't get Mark to try it, but it was delicious. It had these tiny little mini, like, crunchy croutons all over it, and it, oh, it, was, it was fabulous. So I highly recommend that. And then Alistair got the prime rib. You and I each got the filet Oscar, mm-hmm. and then we got the charred Brussels sprouts and the whipped potatoes, whatever they were for the uh, the sides. And the Brussels sprouts were delicious. Steaks were pretty good. They they pushed it a little bit because I think we usually order medium well. And I don't want to hear it from anybody else. But so the, when the steaks came out, they'd cut them into thirds already mm-hmm. and right the like the inside part of the third was just a little bit on the two pink side but the closer you got on the outside it was pretty good so mm-hmm. and I thought that I loved because it was huge like chunks of crab meat not like the shredded lump yeah, yeah. meat that they normally put on there were the huge big pieces which was really the first good. time I had an Oscar is the crab usually cold um 
No, well, no, not really. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Yours was cold? I, I didn't know any better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that crowd was way cold. Okay, mine wasn't cold. Yeah. I hated Sarah's. I didn't really? like it. Really? I, I thought the steak, like, I was like, we paid $85 for that fucking steak, and I'm like, I can literally name five steaks off the top of my head that I paid less for that are infinitely better than this well, steak. And number one, you're going to pay more for the steak just because it is a filet Oscar. Like, they didn't have a choice of yeah, just I a agree. regular filet. I, 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 and, I, and I knew that. And I knew right. that. I knew that going into it. But I, I just, I'm like, I, this is so disappointing. But this was never meant for me. I, I did like the space. I didn't like the over service. Like, we had like four different fucking waiters. Yeah. It was a bit much. But I will say this because we came in and told them that we were on a little bit of a time crunch so we wanted to kind of get through yeah. quickly and she said, well, what's quickly? And I, I'm kind of looking at Mark and I'm like, no more than an hour and a half. We got to be out of here. And she was like, okay, no problem. And they, they were great. I yep. mean, they brought out the food. You know, our appetizer came right away and then the steaks came out pretty quickly and they were, I mean, it they honored it and were great with the whole thing. We had thing. Bananas Foster at the end, too. I was really disappointed with the Bananas Foster. Oh, that's right. We did. Yeah. No, I liked it. Yeah. This wasn't for me. I'm a straight meat and potatoes, mac and cheese guy. So if, 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 you're, if you eat like me, don't bother with Sarah's. Unless you just want ambiance and you want to hang out for X amount of hours or whatever. But if you're like me, don't do it. I imagine you have a completely different... Uh, oh yeah, recommendation. I I thought it was a a great. It, it was really fancy, which I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Um, but I thought the food was really good. Like I said, they, it was, you know, over serviced. But like I said, they they were fine when we kind of said, hey, this is what we want to do, and they moved. So I thought from that aspect, they were they were really good. So. I, I mean, I I had a feeling like uh, I that this. It, it just wasn't for me, but yeah. I'm like you guys were having a great time, and I'm like, well, that's that's awesome. I mean, this is just this just isn't for me. <laughs> this is why Alistair and I go to dinner on our own, <laughs> right? and we don't bring you with us because <laughs> we were totally good with the whole thing. Yeah, we were ready for the steakhouse, and we're like, going, I want to get a steak here, but like, this isn't a steakhouse. This isn't going to work the way you want it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I guess that's going to do it for episode 292. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com. You can get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360vegas. And you can support the show when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. If you'd like to send some feedback, written or audio, you can do so at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. And if you're not sure how to record audio with your smartphone and email it to the show, we have instructions on how to do that as well on the blog's main page. Karen, where can folks find you? I'm at Karen Mark. No idea where the fuck Tony is, but Karen just told you where you can find me. So, <laughs> till next time. Yeah.